the Star Spangled Banner does not slap. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I'd let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always shit fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 98 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 48 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show. Either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Bobby D. Yo. And back from hiatus is Ian. Yes. Back and not born again, luckily. There we go. Good. In a few minutes, our guest, Justin Thompson, will be joining us and will be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news, and we'll be diving deep into what, Bobby? What are we diving deep into this uh, week? More death. More yep, death. More death, yeah. More and more death. How are you guys doing? Again, welcome back to the podcast, Ian. Yeah, so I guess uh, I'll get that one out of the way. So I fell into a pretty unhealthy Vampire Diaries binge recently. Oh boy, I figured it was something like that. <laughs> so much like the guy that starts out wearing jorts, ironically, and then later unironically, I started out with just a little curiosity and then yada, yada, yada. It's been a few weeks, but I'm up to season six, baby, and I'm squeezing you guys in. So uh, you're welcome. You just went down a jort hole. <laughs> I don't even believe that you're like, I think you just have it on with the sound down, which is that <laughs> we won't hear you participate much in the podcast because you're going to be watching Vampire Diaries the whole time. <laughs> Before we do too much about me, I got to ask this about you, Carlos. Mm -hmm. So you've been vague booking recently. And are you now a proud papa in waiting or was that a goof? Like, what's going on? I, I don't know. I, you're going to have to be more specific. Right. What, what did I vague book? <laughs> Yeah, Carlos is always threatening to have children. Dude, you posted yeah. a picture of a sonogram of uh -huh. a baby, and you had like 100 yeah. comments wishing you congratulations. I texted you about it yesterday, and you were just like, what are you talking about, man? So like, you know, play coy with all your Facebook friends, but don't play coy with our beloved listeners. Well, you sent me a text message, and then you sent me a link to it, but I couldn't open it through my phone, so that's why I couldn't check what you were talking okay. about. I did, post, I did post a picture of an ultrasound. Yeah. And I said, well, this happened. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which is something that did happen. A, a sonogram was taken of a fetus inside, a, I assume, a woman's uterus. So that's all it was. I just posted a picture of a sonogram that I found on Google. So does this, does this imply we owe you a baby shower or does this imply we owe you a, an abortion GoFundMe? Which is it? I mean, you guys can do whatever you guys want to do. I, I just posted a picture of an ultrasound that I found on Google. Okay. But I mean, if you guys want to give me gifts because I posted a picture, I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I thought we, we already got you the gift card to the clinic. <laughs> if you guys give me that, I'll save it for sure. Yeah, we, we, save, we save you some abortion tickets at Will Call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't begrudge you if you were to do that, but I just posted a picture of an ultrasound. I don't know why it's such a big deal that everybody uh, got so up and uh, excited about it. <laughs> Can't a guy just post a picture of an ultrasound and say, well, this happened just because he appreciates that somebody's pregnant somewhere? 
So, yeah, to answer your question, I just, I'm a big fan of ultrasound pictures. <laughs> you should just find a different one to just gush over every day. I would. I just, I don't have the time to post them up every day, but I would if I could. I just gotta, the hardest part is just picking a favorite. Yeah, yeah. They're all so good. You start doing one every day. That could be your version of Hot Month. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, that's true. Eventually, I believe people will get tired of it. They're like, I don't want to get too repetitive. So I'll probably just do this once every three to six months. <laughs> and and just coincidentally, the ultrasound, the fetus would have gotten bigger by about three months <laughs> when I post again in three months. Okay. And then six months and then nine months. And then I'll just keep it going for 12, 17. It's just going to be a gigantic fetus inside a womb. Like the fetus is going to learn to talk inside the womb. So I I do know that you know they do know you know I know you know they they do know I do know you know you know you know you know you know they do testing and stuff for Down syndrome and stuff in in the womb. Now I'm imagining that being some sort of chemical testing. They don't just like take a look at the baby and be like, oh, yeah, this one's uh, this one's no good. Yeah, look at that head. They could just test if, like, the baby's kicking or giggling if you're playing Larry the Cable Guy in the background. If they are, that's, then... That's, that's the testing. <laughs> that is the medical test. And they still bill your insurance, like, $8,000 to play his uh, Get Her Done album or whatever. Yeah, if the baby responds favorably to that, then that is going to qualify you for an abortion. Okay. Okay, because I, I actually was wondering that too I, when I was looking through my collection of ultrasounds is how can you possibly tell by – there is no way. I mean, I, I honestly – I don't even see how they can tell it's a boy or a girl from some of these ultrasounds. It just looks like, what, is that a leg or a finger? Or, I don't know, yeah. but I guess they can – I guess they got people that really specialize on uh, baby cocks. You got to run it through the lariometer. Well, that's for the retardedness, though. But for the penis, though, how do you how do you tell what's a dick or not? But well, guess, if it's that's that can work there too, though, because it will be abnormally large. Oh, really? Is that a thing? I did not realize that. Well, I don't know what that says about me because I'm not a big fan of Larry the Cable Guy. So, Co- what is it? Correlation does not mean causation, yeah, or one yeah. one or the other. Yeah. So, I still feel good about myself. It's time now to welcome our guests. So Justin Thompson, everybody. How you doing, man? Hey, great. Thank you for having me, Carlos. Absolutely. Where are you these days, bro? I'm in Brooklyn. So did you stay there for COVID the whole time? I mean, yeah, but also no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yes, and also the opposite of yes. (laughs) Right. Do you have a warrant out or something? (laughs) Well, I moved to New York about two years ago, so I wasn't even here a year when the pandemic hit. And then ah, I definitely just, shit. I went on flights like last summer, you know, I was, I was getting out of town. So yeah. Good for you for sticking it out though, man. I mean, still be in there. Thanks man. Yeah. At this point, I'm pretty glad I made it through it. We're starting to see a lot of shows come back. Right yeah. Now. Well, good for you, man. All right, guys, we like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. Question one is always, where do I send questions? And that's indecorouscomedy at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up through social media, Facebook, Instagram, at indecorouscomedy, Twitter, at indecorouspod, Patreon at themshit.com. Them shits. shits. We don't have them shit. That's next week. We We still have multiple shits. So themshits.com. And how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? 
It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. That is correct. And this first question comes from Matthew, and Matthew asks, what is one good thing that happened to you during the pandemic? Well, this is kind of appropriate to what we were just talking about. I don't know if there's anything great that happened during the pandemic for me, but I can say that I wasn't bothered by it as much as it bothered a lot of people because I'm kind of a introvert that doesn't go out much anyway. So when they were like, everybody's got to stay home, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. You know, I was going to stay home anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I like, I business. didn't really, uh, yeah, business as usual. As usual. I don't, yeah. I don't I, but, but also I can see how, because there are obviously people that just live for meeting people and going out and oh, yeah. being around crowds and like that. Oh, that's all that I try to avoid. So I can see how they must have really suffered during this whole thing. Do you draw any energy from other people or does it just pull you down? Yeah, I don't, I don't, in crowds, like, no, I don't, I just do not, no. I can talk to a crowd, but I don't want to be in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a good way of putting it. When I'm not doing a show, I like there to be a crowd there to listen and... Yes, ideally, great. But it's very much, I'm up here and the crowd is there, you know? Yes, I'm not, yeah. I, when I'm in a public space with just a ton of noise, it kind of scrambles my brain a little bit. I get very annoyed. I, I don't like it when I go to places like, like sometimes people want to hang out after a show or so. That's usually when I would go out and it's still now that stuff is opening up, it's still that way. When I would go out it's because I was doing a show or doing a mic or doing something that involved comedy mm -hmm. or going to see somebody doing comedy at whatever bar or whatever. But then after the show, some people want to hang out and they want to go to another bar. And sometimes they would pick like bars where the music is super loud and you're fucking elbow to elbow with people. I'm like, this doesn't seem fun at all. Yeah, and yeah. it's all dudes there too, uh -huh. man. What's up yeah. with that? <laughs> yeah. Sausage party. Yeah, I'm not comfortable in places where I'm no longer towering above them and louder than everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, to go back to the question, though, so is anything positive? Justin, can you yeah, think of anything? Yeah, the positive thing that came out of the pandemic was that I lived through it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm alive. I'm grateful for it. That's pretty cool. Again, getting to do stand-up is really awesome right now i'm really excited to you know be on yeah. i i had a it was my first indoor show back in new york and it was just an unruly crowd they were giving every comedian a hard time and i was very like oh, i can't remember the last time i had a difficult crowd that i had to win over and like work i missed that it sucked it was a <laughs> shitty show but i missed i missed even the shitty ones i think that's a great point because i have heard every now and again we would have guests that were like i mean i've been lucky i've still been working pretty steady and stuff like that but it, well i wasn't working that steady before the pandemic so. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of these guys were just like all the but even they would say that even though they were working more than the average comedian they were still working less than they were before and it made them appreciate more just being able to do stand-up comedy because they never thought it would be taken away like it was for a year yeah. and a half. So, yeah, that's a positive, I guess. It kind of brings you back to appreciate something that you might have taken for granted. Right. And it's harder now in that, especially in New York, there aren't as many spots to go around and there aren't as many mics to hit. And you're like, okay, you're still trying to just basically everyone's starting over unless you're already very established. Yeah. yeah, things were going really well for you before. You're probably doing fine, but if you were just breaking through, making headway, it's very difficult. And uh, a lot of people seem to be just okay with. All right, we're easing back in. It's fine. I haven't done stand up in so long. I'm so nervous. It's like you've done it 
hundreds of times by now yeah. already. Like, yeah, I mean, to an extent, though, it might be, I guess, maybe a positive that aside from the guys that you already mentioned that are already established, it's putting everybody else on basic mm-hmm. equal ground now. That's right. So you just got to outgrind them and, you know, just go out there. <laughs> yeah. You got to work harder than that guy, write the new bits. Uh, I'm thankful there's so many people who quit that now this is their out. You know, like people right. who are like, oh, yeah. you'd see them out. You're like, man, that guy's just really uh, still sticking at it, huh? Doing the yeah. same thing. And then a lot of those people just had an excuse to not come back. And yeah. it's very nice. Yeah. How about you, Ian? You got any positives that came out of COVID? Yeah, dude. So for me, it was super convenient to like shed that outer circle of friends because they're always asking, when you want to hang out, bro, we got a party. What's-? And <laughs> I could just basically play it off every time and say, I care about health and humanity so i don't want to be part of the problem i want to be part of the solution so i'm not going to hang out with you and be your friend anymore and after five or six responses of no they just pretty much stopped asking so i got rid of that old high school sort of red state kind of circle of friends i didn't like anyway worked out pretty good for me okay so you think they're not going to come back around now fingers crossed fingers crossed okay the, right. the, the friends are like, Ian, what do you think about trans people? I think it's an, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, exactly. They're always like, I don't think boys and girls should go to the same school. And I think that abortions are evil. And I mean, they right. all, and women shouldn't vote. Yeah. And di- right. Dinosaurs aren't real. They were just put here to try to test our faith. I mean, those kind of people. Yeah, that's a yeah. good. That's another good point. I've had a few fallouts with some uh, friends that I mean, not just COVID. I think COVID ex- exacerbated everything. But I mean, that combined with like they came out very QAnon and Trumper. I'm like, yes. whoa, that's what you are. Okay, exactly. no, that, I'd rather not have you. Around. It kind of pulled them out of the woodworks because some people you didn't really know where they stood on things. Yeah. And then now they're just spewing tons of ignorant shit. And you're like, whoa, I have to check that now. So. Yeah, how about you, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, really just not having just just always having an excuse to not have to see anybody. I mean, I hate to kind of use that cliche answer. But then also, if I was making some like ridiculous food run or something, I got to wear a mask and nobody had to see the shame in my eyes as I was <laughs> you know, walking away with that bag or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I guess I did appreciate not having to see either one of you guys when we recorded the podcast every week. That was a definite plus. Yeah, I mean, you'll notice that we've all been vaccinated for months and still haven't seen we each other. We still haven't seen each other, yeah. <laughs> maybe, t- we're, you know, maybe 2023 tentatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just playing it super fucking safe. All right, let's move on to our second question. Jason asks... Do monkeys live in trees? I don't know. You always see them jumping around and hanging on trees, but I don't know. If that's really living, right? You know? (laughs) That's right. Is that really living or is you just surviving? Maybe that's like their park. You know what I mean? They're just, they're out for a fun day. They don't live there. They're visiting it. But then where do they live though? In other caves. Yeah, caves. Really? You know? Monkey caves? (laughs) Little jungle houses that we don't know anything about. (laughs) Listen, we got to infiltrate their society, learn the structure. <laughs> Where are you hiding, monkeys? Yeah. I think that the monkeys, if they could answer the question themselves, they would say they live in the entire world. They just sleep in the trees. You know, they don't have these ideas of property that we have. You yeah. Know? It's like. Yeah, the whole world is their living space, basically. They don't limit themselves. I like to picture little monkey attorneys with little, like, monkey tree deeds. <laughs> Just delineating property marks and all that yeah. stuff. Absolutely, yes. Like little monkey surveyors. <laughs> Get off my, it's my fucking branch. I thought they clearly lived in a barrel. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but, well, I think that's when they're little. 
<laughs> I guess. Well, once they get bigger, then they throw the barrels at you, right? They stand on top of yeah, something. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And they kidnap your girlfriend and shit. And you have to jump over the barrels and try to, yeah. <laughs> Side note, you guys played Michael Jackson's Moonwalker video game, right? All of you? I don't know if I ever played it because I never had a Genesis. And I think that was like a Genesis exclusive. I know the, the game that you're talking about. I found an arcade cabinet and oh. I played that game for the first time. And nice. Oh, shit. The monkey is in the game. <laughs> when you grab the monkey, there's a power up. And basically, you turn in, you know, instead of being Michael Jackson. By the way, there's only two moves. One is like attack and the other is dance. Those are the two buttons <laughs> on the arcade cabinet. <laughs> and when you pick up the monkey, you become like a giant robo Michael. And you just Whoa. have like lasers. And you're just rescuing kids. That's the point of the game. Sorry. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Do we know where the kids go after Michael Jackson, uh, quote unquote, rescues them? I don't know. It's a really hard game. I didn't get past like the second level. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe third level. You know. <laughs> okay. You, you said you can kick and you can dance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why would you dance? Like does his dancing, does it make people explode? Kind of, basically. It's uh, like you have limited amounts of dance moves you can do. Mm -hmm. But when you press it, there's like a 30 second <laughs> dance animation that plays every time. A beam of light shines upon him, and then all the enemies on screen disappear. Oh, so that's like, yeah, that's like you got to save those for when you're in real trouble. Like you're being surrounded right. by the. Okay. So it's kind of like one of those yeah. you got served things. Whenever you do such an ill dance, it just puts all of your enemies, it petrifies them basically. Yeah, all of your accusers just go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the answer to do monkeys live in trees. They live in Michael Jackson's house. They live in Michael Jackson's <laughs> house, yeah. Just because it gives him power. Mm hmm. All right, Rob, there's a final question of this segment. Rob asks, Vader versus Sauron versus Voldemort, who pulled in the most tail? So I am not big on, not that I dislike it, I just never bothered to read or watch the Harry Potter movies. So I'm not really sure which one is Voldemort. Is Voldemort the guy that's got no nose? That's right. Yeah, Harry Potter dude. Yeah. Okay. And what does Sauron look like? Old dude, I guess. I mean, you guess or you know? Uh, I'm not. Does anybody, Justin, do you know what Sauron looks like? Uh, is he not like a flaming red eye on top of a tower? See, that's the thing. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what you picture. That's what I was picturing. I'm like, well, fucking, if he's like a flaming eye on top of, I can't imagine he's getting any tail. He's kind of like, he doesn't have a body. <laughs> that's what he wants you to think. <laughs> Let's look at the other options. Vader. I don't know, man. Did Vader even have a dick at that that's point? The, that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it, his whole shit got burned. If he has a dick, it can't look well. And we obviously, we, we all love the prequel trilogy so much. We know he was only with uh, the one lady. That's right. So we'll, we'll, we're, let's go ahead and slot him third. <laughs> okay. Third. Oh, yeah, because he only got the one lady. And then after that, it was probably physically impossible for him to get any tail. Yeah. I can't imagine he... I mean, there is the possibility that he could go down on ladies, but he seemed or like... Or prosthetic, you know. Yes. Or a, yeah, or a prosthetic. Yeah, that's true. I just... I don't know. I think he has other shit in mind. Yeah, he's got to rule the universe or whatever. He doesn't have time for... Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And he's too bitter. Yeah, very bitter. Yeah. And, uh, and Sauron is... I mean, he's a disembodied soul or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know if we ever see like a yeah. person... Well, he had to be a person at some point, you know, when the ring was originally a thing or whatever. Uh, so I bet he pulled in a lot. He probably did pretty well. Like in his younger years? I think so. 
Okay. And Voldemort, I don't know. Again, this is the one that I know the least of. Uh, he didn't have a nose, so I can't imagine that makes him very attractive to the ladies. But at least he does seem to have a full body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I wrong about Because I don't know. You guys probably know a lot more about Harry Potter than I do. I'm looking up Sauron on the Lord of the Rings wiki, and I gotta say... He might be spooky as hell in his physical form, but ladies love a guy that's tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, yeah. I think he's doing all right. Oh, and they love the bad boy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could also work. That could also work for Voldemort. You know, I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I'm kind of thinking that we're failing to take into consideration. I mean, these are all bad guys, right? So yeah. I- I'm guessing they're not exactly looking for consent. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know? true. I mean, we don't know what kind of rape hours they're putting in off the clock, you know? That's true. But can, I wonder, can Voldemort, Voldemort is like magic, right? Yeah, so so you can't rape the willing, right? So it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he probably has some spell. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still rape, but it would be not like a violent physical rape in the sense that he's like holding somebody down. He's more like a Bill Cosby type thing where he like enchants them. Yeah, yeah. And then they're not, <laughs> they don't have the wits about them to, well, to consent or to push them away. <laughs> is, I would think. That, that what roofies do is enchant people? <laughs> Well, I mean, in a in a sense, in a yeah. sense, in that you no longer have control over your will. Yeah. So I would think that would be Voldemort's M.O. So he could do that, I think. Again, not knowing much about what he does on his spare time, because I don't, haven't seen Harry Potter or read the books. And you're fine. You're doing great, man. Okay. You don't need yeah. to read them. You don't need to watch the movies. You're a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I missed out on a very big part of popular culture by not engaging in this Harry Potter thing. And think of how many brain cells you saved by doing Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, thank you, man. Now I feel better about myself. Yeah, man. Man, fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So what are we... Okay, so okay, we have to pick one. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Voldemort. I'm saying he's the one. Again, the way that this is phrased, pulled in the most tail. He did a lot of pulling, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with, yeah, Voldemort. He had the most sex. How about you, Justin? I'm thinking Sauron, dude. I don't know yeah. his vibe, but again, it could be the same thing. could be forceful, but I, you know what? I bet there's a lot of freaky Middle Earth types. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not just humans. There's a lot of opportunities of different... <laughs> types of tail so like literal tail like some of these creatures actually have a tail (laughs) that's right so i'm sticking with sauron on that yeah that's a good one how about you ian yeah definitely voldemort i think he was doing some mind control shit on some of the ladies so he was probably banging many of those little high school bitches in the harry potter series how about you bobby i honestly have not read or seen a single one of those movies or books uh Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Did you grow up in a monkey cave? How do you not know this <laughs> no, shit? No, I grew up in a monkey tree, Carlos, all right? <laughs> Too busy pulling tail, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Too busy pulling tail to know who pulled the most tail between these fictional characters. Well, it was easier to do with our arms all hooked together like that, you know? That's, that's right, in the barrel. Yes. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our second segment. This is Indecorous News. It's the segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. I'm going to read this first headline, and it's the only headline. We're doing one news story this week. Sheriff attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone. (laughs) And the source for this is Vice. The writer is Greg Walters. Dude, Vice is, Vice is really going downhill, man. 
What's that? Oh, well, you know, you got to report on the dark side of life. I guess this is what it's gone. Slow news day. I, this, before we get into it, yeah. read that headline again one more time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sheriff attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone. The language here implies that the dildo was deciding to attack the sheriff. It's like, yeah. it's like putting it like oh, the dildo did it. It's a very woke dildo, very yeah, yeah. defund dildo. Yeah, the dildo became sentient, <laughs> and it, because the other part of it too is as it says, it's riding a drone. It's not like it's just connected or hooked up to a drone. It's like no, it chose to ride. Yeah, this it's drone. not that the drone is being piloted by some guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, this dildo, it probably had a little saddle and shit to get on the drone. The other part of it, too, man, is sheriff attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone can also be like the sheriff was the one riding a drone and then got attacked by a flying oh, I see. dildo. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then it's no longer a drone. If anybody's riding, right? The minute somebody's like riding it. But you, you could still be riding it, but it'd be controlled by some other person. Oh, yeah. Hey, I guess that's a good point. You, so, yeah. I mean, I doubt that's how it's going to go. But in a perfect world, I think the story <laughs> would be a sheriff was riding a drone. God knows why. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, a flying dildo came out and attacked him. You know, <laughs> this is like in L.A., the police detonated these fireworks and it really backfired on them oh right? yeah <laughs> i'm thinking this is the same kind of thing what happened in la i don't know what happened what, what's that story yeah all right so there's this uh, around the fourth of july la police department brought in this special like van type equipment that can contain an explosion so in a bomb scenario they can like throw it in here and everyone's supposed to be safe mm-hmm. so they pull over some guy take a bunch of stolen fireworks or bootleg, illegal, whatever. And then they put them in the back of this thing and they detonate the fireworks and then it doesn't contain the explosion. Damages cars, people are hurt, houses are uninhabitable. (laughs) Wow. And it's totally the cop's fault. And they're blaming the guy who had the illegal explosives. He's going to have all this shit pinned on him because they're saying it's his fault, even though it's totally them just trying to show off. I'm expecting the same thing with this. This cop had it coming. He was the one piloting the flying dildo <laughs> drone. It backfires on him. And now, look who's taking the blame? The flying dildo. Well, this sounds like the options are limitless here. So here you go, Bobby. You can give us a first glimpse of what the fuck is actually going on with this shit. Nobody expects a flying dildo, but that's exactly what confronted uh, Albuquerque Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez III whose campaign for mayor was dramatically interrupted at an event on Tuesday by a large sex toy attached to a drone. The drone hovered towards Gonzalez as he was answering a confrontational question from a member of the audience, and it provoked nervous laughter from the crowd of about 70 people. Gonzalez attempted to continue muddling through his answer as a woman in the audience asked, Is that a dong on a drone? All right, so we're getting to the bottom of this. (laughs) Okay, so... I think people are watching it. They're seeing it. Their mind is like asking that question. Is that a dong on a drone? And they're waiting for him to acknowledge it. He doesn't. They get uncomfortable just because someone has to say something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I'm so comfortable with silence that I'm just like, I'm just not going to say anything. But I think most people need to fail that silence. Well, luckily, there was a poet in the audience, someone there to tell the <laughs> truth. Is that a dong on a drone? Ian, you can tell us a little bit more. All right. The offending object was then snatched from the air by a man identified in the press as the owner of the establishment hosting the event, Rebel Entertainment Center. 
Okay, so the owner of the establishment, Revel Entertainment Center, which I guess it's a step up from what was that other landscape, ultimate landscaping? <laughs> uh, Four Seasons Landscaping. <laughs> Four seasons. Yeah, that's right. So I guess this is where we're doing political rallies now. So he snatched it out of the air. Okay, and so actually here you can tell us a little bit more, just in this next paragraph. The incident resulted in criminal charges for 24-year-old Kalen Ashby Dreyer, who has reportedly been accused of punching Gonzalez on his hands during a brief scuffle at the foot of the stage after the flying dildo was grounded and Dreyer tried to retrieve it. Yeah, you know, if you got a flying dildo drone, you got to get that back. Yeah, clearly. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't just fucking... Yeah. He's well on his right. Otherwise, if someone... That's theft, you know, if right. Gonzalez is trying to take it. Yeah, it's not like this guy's going to have a fleet of flying dildos. He's got to recover it. If you, Yeah, if you have a flying dildo drone, you got places to be. <laughs> that was his first stop of the night. <laughs> yeah, you can't lose right. your drone and stop one, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, and Dreyer has been charged with petty misdemeanor battery and misdemeanor resisting, evading or obstructing an officer, according to the Albuquerque Journal. So, okay, so the guy was trying to recover the dildo and uh, what do you think he valued more the dildo or the drone yeah, oh man <laughs> you know it's a great question because obviously well i think obviously i don't know the prices of dildos these days but i would think the drone would cost more money well you know especially since the pandemic you know the prices yeah, are sky- yeah. exactly but the other part is do we know if the dildo had sentimental value because you can't put a price <laughs> yeah on what if it was value. his mom's dildo you know yeah exactly he can't lose like he'd rather <laughs> it's he, a family heirloom i can always buy another drone <laughs> he has to get it back into her drawer you know before she gets <laughs> home from work <laughs> before she finds out yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right bobby you can tell us a little bit more there uh, dryer reportedly told the police that he didn't mean to hit gonzalez but was upset by the way the sheriff answered a question and had meant to swing his fist in the air gonzalez's <laughs> campaign issued a defiant statement saying the candidate was unhurt and blaming the whole thing which was captured on video on a coordinated attempt to disrupt his campaign so the guy was just trying to get the dildo do we know that this is the guy that was flying the dildo or he was just trying to recover the dildo He's trying to catch it like a foul ball. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing here. It's like, oh, Souvenir. Shit. Hey, remember yeah. that rally for the guy running for Albuquerque mayor? And then the, uh, well, that's up on the mantle now. Yeah, it's like free dildo. And if the guy was at the rally, a lot of times, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he was unhappy somehow. But a lot of people that are there are probably supporters of this guy. So the guy was just like, oh, I'm going to get this dildo and get Gonzalez to sign it for me autograph it and then yeah of course you share it with your then is when it becomes a object of sentimental value because then you can show to your grandkids and shit the dildo that you got when gonzalez was running for mayor of albuquerque i also appreciate the fact that he said i will not be intimidated like that's some defiant brave thing to say like imagine somebody gets a dildo flown into their rally and they're like fuck it man i'm out i I can't do this i will stand up to any dildo you send my way (laughs) you're sitting at home with a drone and a dildo starting to get ideas we'll think twice about it buddy. (laughs) yeah that's right that's right you think the people that want to bring down albuquerque they think they're going to bring me down with dildos no you need a mayor that will stand up to dildos you're going to need a lot bigger drone dong to (laughs) I heard that's what they killed the Haitian president with. Oh, really? Is that right? Oh, my God. It was a dildo drone attack. Yeah. Breaking news. Well, so now I I take it back. It was very brave of Gonzalez to not be intimidated by this attack. Yeah. This was a coordinated uh, effort there, you know? Yes, right. Ian, you can do this next one. But the incident may be more complex than it appears, and it remains unclear 
Who exactly was behind the dildo drone? Gonzalez has pointed the finger of blame at his political opponent, Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller. Keller has denied any involvement. Ah, so the plot thickens. First of all, I don't think this Dreyer guy did it unless he's cooperating with some other person. Because otherwise, if you're controlling a drone, you'd have to have like that remote or whatever the fuck in your hands. He would have been caught with that. The guy was just going for the dildo unless he's working with the actual guy that's controlling the dildo and his job was to take it back. But I mean, I don't see how this guy thought that he was going to get that thing back without getting caught. Man, just like the grassy knoll, dude. It's like, yeah, <laughs> obviously more parties were involved here. Yeah, this is the, what is it, the magic dildo? It just curved in too many weird ways. There's no <laughs> physical way this could have done it. Yeah, if there was a second dildo. You always have to look at who stands to gain from this, right? So his political opponent would be the person that would benefit the most if he made some homosexual remark to said dildo, or if he tried to swat at it and he looked a little too happy, you know? Oh, so that was, he was trying to tempt him. He was yeah. like, oh, you know what? This is how I'll expose Gonzalez. He'll kind of like grab this shit and start deep-throating it, and that'll be the end of his campaign. He's trying to bait him into some homosexual dildo play. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, I'll do this next one. Quote, by now people have seen the video where Manny was interrupted by a drone with an adult toy attached to it. No question it was disrupted, rude, and immature. Keller campaign manager Neri Holgan told the Albuquerque Journal. This is the campaign manager for Gonzalez's opponent. We denounce demeaning antics and urge residents to participate in the political process in a respectful manner. I guess that's the other part. I mean, you know, it's funny to picture that, yeah, they did the dildo just to try to entrap him into like, oh, you know what's his fucking kryptonite is dildos. There's no way he's got to see a dildo and not just at least get a hard on and not be able to stand up again. But obviously, if you're Tim Keller, the opponent, why would you do this? I I don't really see what benefit. If anything, this is given more publicity to Gonzalez. That's true. You know, Keller hires a private detective to spy on... Gonzalez, right? Uh He's his opponent. He's challenging him. He's ready to get some dirt on this guy. Yeah. Catches Gonzalez and a prostitute engaging in um, some nefarious, illicit activities involving said object. Oh. And then to taunt him, puts that thing on a drone. So it would be something like, hey, I know what you did, sort of thing. That's right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's I like it. Dude, could you even imagine how much Trump would have leaned into this if there was like oh, a dude. dildo drone incident? He would have been encouraging his supporters to, I mean, these dildo drones would have come out of the woodworks. These rallies would have been <laughs> very, very interesting. Well, like, yeah, if we would have had a, if this would have happened during the last campaign and we would have had like a normal full-blown campaign, every Biden thing would be just surrounded with fucking dildos yeah. left and right. They would have to declare a no-fly zone or some shit. Yeah, they'd be shooting them out of the sky en masse. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Bobby, actually, you can tell us a little bit more. Meanwhile, a Twitter account named Dongcopter505, <laughs> <laughs> which describes itself as anti-fascist as fuck has claimed responsibility and released a statement both denouncing Gonzalez and claiming Dreyer wasn't responsible. So we have one more. Uh, well, here's, here's a statement from Don Copter 505. It partially states, Manny Gonzalez and his campaign have spouted unhinged conspiracy theories, even claiming that this thing, quote, goes all the way up to the mayor's office. Oh, brother. 
It would be laughable if it wasn't so sad. These sort of deranged paranoid conspiracy theories are oddly reminiscent of the rantings put forth by alt-right lunatics despite Manny's supposed affiliation with the Democratic Party. Oh, so this guy is also a Democrat? Okay, I see that. I wasn't expecting that. This kind of nonsense is best left, if anywhere, with the bootlicking QAnon types and has no place leading our beautifully weird city. While not connected to Mr. Dreyer's actions, Dongcopter505 fully endorses the view that Sheriff Manny is indeed a tyrant. So they don't even like... Because the Dongcopter guys seem pretty left since they're Antifa as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But they don't like this guy, even though he's also apparently a Democrat or associated with the Democrats. I don't know. Yeah, man. You know, like the fucking, if you're like a hardcore leftist, like the Democrats are like barely center left. And yeah. So they, they don't appeal to you at all. You know, That's so it's a, like, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, now I got to pull it up. Oh, we have to watch the video after you finish the article for sure. <laughs> How do you guys describe that? That's uh... it's, just, it's just like a really hung drone. It almost looks like a ceiling fan <laughs> with the dildo pointing down. The dildo's pointing down, yeah, from the middle of what you would describe as a ceiling fan, and it's very excited. It's very excited to see me, this this Doncopter. Man, it's like a salami hanging in a deli, man. <laughs> so it looks like a d- double-sided one to please two ladies at once, back-to-back, back or something like that, right? Two persons at once. Two yeah. persons, yeah. Thank you, Justin. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Damn it, Ian. <laughs> so now I'm going to look up the actual video of a Don Copter. Be careful. You might get some weird results that aren't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is very dangerous. You guys remember meatspin.com? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I think I found the video. And for the listeners, we'll post it up on our Patreon so you can also enjoy this video. I'm going to play it for you guys now. Let's see what happens. Done. It's compromised the integrity of the police department because they're willing to start overlooking IA cases and it doesn't do anything good for the people. So for me, I'm not running on a qualitative, uh, I'm not running on, I'm running on a qualitative, not a quantitative message, okay? So, you can hear the whir of the drone. Yeah. He's, <laughs> the audience is laughing. He's stumbling on his words because he doesn't want to acknowledge it. It would be great if it just uh, landed on him like the Mike Pence anyway, fly. Point, <laughs> we will listen to you. And so, and he's still line, talking. I thought that we would have stopped as soon as that thing starts. But he's table. still fucking talking. If you want to ever come and talk to Man. me as a sheriff, I can tell you that. As a mayor, I can tell you the he's same thing. He's trying so hard to play it off. <laughs> Someone's talking about constitutional rights. That's the libertarian for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's. <laughs> okay, so then there's a a commotion. Go ahead and walk away from the stage, please. I don't know what that was. We need you guys to leave. This guy's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That's what I was saying, man. There's some. He's got some stuff in his closet, dude. Oh, Did you guys hear the lady? Uh, like, is that a dong on a drone? Did you guys hear that? Yeah. No. I heard that. If so. Is that a dong on a drone? We have a, we have a gentleman. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is that a dong on a drone? That'd be kind of funny if she like like knew a brand name or something. Yeah, that's right. She actually called out what model fucking dildo yeah, exactly. it was. <laughs> Is that a Falcon 4000? 
<laughs> yeah, that's the Champagne Deluxe uh, double-ended XL 2017 model. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that we pulled up the video because I was just expecting, all right, this thing showed up and there was a commotion trying to get it off the air and that was the end of it. But yeah, the fucking dildo shows up, but he just keeps going without acknowledging it at all. For a good minute, at least, right? Because yeah, they're yeah. not—they're not fucking human. You gotta like tiptoe around that kind of stuff. You don't want to be called out for kink shaming people or whatever. Yeah. They, oh, that's you think that's what he was yeah, afraid of? Fucking liberals, man. <laughs> yeah, he was just terrified of saying. And first of all, you're either silencing somebody or you're anti dildo, and those are two positions you don't want to find yourself in. Yeah, you don't want to piss off the dildo disenfranchised <laughs> yeah. voters, man. The silicone <laughs> lobby. Alright guys, we are going to move on to our main segment of the night. This is Indecorous Deep Dive. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Deep Dive was written by Bobby. Last week, we talked about strange deaths in the 2000s. So tonight, we're going all the way in the other direction and talking about deaths of note in the late BC and early AD. Oh, wow. So we're going back into the, the Jesus days, Bobby. Yeah. Do you have that one? That was a pretty kooky death. They fucking nailed them to <laughs> yeah. a cross. That was pretty. <laughs> no, that one didn't make the list, actually. Really? That didn't even make the top 20? Wasn't on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they figured we already knew about that one. You know what I always thought, you know, well, you guys are old. How old are you, Justin, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm like 23 years old, dude. No, that's right. I'm 30. I'm 30. So, like, this is mostly for the old heads, Ian and Bobby here. When the year 2000 happened, there was a, that big thing. Like, oh, it's the year 2000. The computers, they're not going to be able to deal with the Y2K and shit. Yeah, I heard about that, but, like, I wasn't vibing yet, you know? Yeah, that's right. I hear you, bro. I hear you. I was only, like, fucking 10 or some shit. So, you know, I hear a lot of, about this in the history books, but I'm like, you thought that was fucking hell. Like, imagine when they made the change from BC to AD. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. How complicated that shit you was. You got to go out and buy a new calendar. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. You're like, I was born in the year seven. And they're like, what? You don't look 20. Which seven? Yeah, exactly. Uh. Right? <laughs> you thought Y2K was complicated. Anyway, we're talking about death here. And Bobby, hopefully these are not all toddlers dying like we did last week, which apparently you thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we can't have fun all the time. It can't always be hilarious. <laughs> it can't always be. So, uh, Bobby, you can do this first one. All right. Draco of Athens, a lawmaker, was reportedly smothered to death by gifts of cloaks and hats showered upon him by appreciative citizens at a theater on... Agena in 620 BC. Wow. Look, in our society, we all know the most celebrated, the most idolized people are, of course, the lawmakers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's who we shower with gifts and appreciation. Have you ever got, have you guys ever heard of love languages? There's <laughs> words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, gift giving, and yeah, receiving gifts. And it's always these really vain people that their love languages, they like to receive gifts. This is one of my biggest, because I'll be honest with you guys, man, after the whole year of not doing stand-up, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get back into it again, get back on the road and shit. And part of my apprehension was like, what if I, all right, I get back on the road, I'm doing shows and kill it so hard, I get bombarded with hats <laughs> yeah. and I die, you know what I mean? Like I get smothered with too many hats on stage, you know what I'm you saying? You got to put up a sign. 
Yeah, that's right. Like, in lieu of throwing the hat at me, donate it to a poor kid in Africa or some shit. Bunch of poor kids in Africa is wearing fedoras. Like Tom's hats. Think of how many live-action role players are going around unfedorad. <laughs> yes, right, man. <laughs> Think of all those guys. This is actually surprising to me because Draco, I guess that's what how you say it, it, he is the guy that Draconian comes from. And draconian is a bad thing. Like, if you ever hear about draconian laws, it's because it's a tyrant. So I'm surprised to hear that people love this guy, even though he was fucking basically a dictator. Huh. Yeah. You know, I find it funny. Also, the theater, similar to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Things stay the same. They change, but they're not different. Exactly. The more things change, the more they stay the same. It also kind of popularized the idea of loving something so much that you smother it to death. That's right. With hats. Yes. Yes. Again, another level. I didn't even pick up on the theater part, but yeah, because, you know, I mostly do big theater shows and uh, I'm very afraid of being smothered with hats once (laughs) my show is over. I used to have, did I ever tell you about, you know, my giant retarded friend who had an affinity for small creatures? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great story. (laughs) All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right. Charondas Charondas was a Greek lawmaker from Sicily who issued a law that anyone who brought weapons into the assembly must be put to death. One day he arrived at the assembly seeking help to defeat some brigands in the countryside but forgot he had entered the building with a knife attached to his belt. In order to uphold his own law, he committed suicide. Wow, this is really committing to the fucking bit right here, man. Yeah, dude. It's also kind of nice, too, because he didn't know he was going to win that fight against those brigands. You know what I mean? So, And it's like, oh, no, I'm a man of principle. I'm not a coward. He just took himself out. Dude, rest in peace to a real one, man. You know? Yeah, like... <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> so lead, leading by example, I guess, yeah. right? That's baller as fuck, dude. It is pretty. Meanwhile, we have all kinds of lawmakers here in the United States passing anti-gay laws, and then they get outed as actual homosexuals. We have so many lawmakers that should kill themselves. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now we're talking. You know, I mean, this is just like Justin said, this is a complete opposite of what we have now. Fucking lawmakers that are beloved and actually have morals and ethical standards. (laughs) Where is the suicide of decency? (laughs) Yeah. This guy probably didn't have any homosexual skeletons in his closet. He's that hardcore about following the goddamn rule of law. He kills himself. Well, he was Greek, you know. Exactly. They just did it <laughs> yeah. out in the open. It wasn't a closet scenario. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yep. They're at yeah. the vomitorium or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. You were chastised back in the day. We were like, what? You're not sucking dicks? What the fuck is wrong with you? They're like, what are you, gay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> not sucking dicks is gay. All right, Justin, you can do this next one there. All right, so this one isn't a lawmaker, at least. Arichion of Phigalia, a Greek pancreatist. That's right, a Greek pancreatist. Yeah, and and we all know what that is, right? You've seen MTV's Punked. Uh, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That was named after the the pancreatic movement. (laughs) In his honor, you know. That's right. So... Caused his own death during the Olympic finals, held by his unidentified opponent in a stranglehold and unable to free himself, he kicked his opponent, causing him so much pain from a foot ankle injury that the opponent made the sign of defeat to the referees, but at the same time broke Arichion's neck. Since the opponent had conceded defeat, Arichion 
was proclaimed the victor posthumously. Wow. Oh. Okay, so the referee dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't know if it if it is made the right call. Yeah, it seems like this was a legit move because otherwise they wouldn't have given him the victory, right? Man, it sounds like the opponent was like such a pussy when he could have like just snapped his neck anyway and won. <laughs> 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 it's like he went like why, the other guy admitted that he was trying to do uh, the sign of defeat. He was trying to give up. He later could have just been like, yeah, I meant to do that. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or were you not supposed to? It wasn't to the death, I'm sure, in the early Olympics. Or well, I mean, it? but I mean, again, going back to the origin of this guy, this uh, Richion, he was the the father of uh, getting punked. What what better way to punk somebody than like, listen, man, I died and I still beat you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got punked and then fucking what is it Valderrama shows up or so we'll do this next one according to Herodotus Siamnes was a corrupt judge under Cambyses II of Persia this is almost like a lesson in pronouncing Greek names this whole deep dive Herodotus Siamnes was a corrupt judge under I don't even know why I'm trying to like say it correctly like anybody's gonna fucking know that I fucked it up I had to welcome Ian back with this story. yes right yes right. yeah your tongue twisters damn you Cambyses <laughs> the second of Persia not to be confused with Cambyses senior he accepted a bribe and delivered an unjust verdict. As a result, the king had him arrested and flayed alive. His skin was then used to cover the seat in which his son would sit in judgment. Whose son? The son of the king? I think of uh, the guy that Siamnes. Yeah, Sisemnes. Yeah. Yeah, Sisemnes Jr. was... Sisemnes <laughs> Jr. had to sit on his dad's yeah. skin? They were oh, Siamese my. twins? Maybe that's where that came up. I don't know, but this is that is fucking hardcore, man. It's like I'm gonna fucking kill you in the most painful way possible, and then I'm gonna make your fucking son have to sit on your yeah. skin. Your son has to work. Good lord! So, Bobby, you can do this next one. Ancient sources disagree on how the Greek philosopher Pythagoras died, but several sources say he was murdered by his political enemies. Supposedly, he almost managed to outrun them, but came to a bean field and refused to run through it because he had prohibited beans as ritually unclean. Since cutting through the field would violate his own teachings, he simply stopped running and was killed. Jesus Christ, this is the guy that came up with all the fucking geometry shit? Yeah, this is the Pythagorean theorem guy, right? They're like, if I run through this field, no one will respect my work on the triangle. <laughs> yes, yeah, <right>. exactly. <laughs> they, they, they'll call me a kook if I run through a bean field and they will never respect me. I definitely failed geometry, so fuck this guy, he deserved it. Yeah, I think you're not the only one. Yeah, dude. Man, how much do people hate math that a mathematician has political enemies? we're on their side we don't know their politics but we agree with them yeah exactly all right ian you can do this next one according to one account given by diogenes laritus the greek philosopher herculitus was heraclitus man this is the guy they named the clit after oh yeah yeah (laughs) he had a heraclitus so yeah heraclitus heraclitus was said to have been devoured by dogs after smearing himself with cow manure in an attempt to cure his dropsy, droopsy? Dropsy. So, like, the guy would drop a lot of stuff and he figured <laughs> the, the, the cure for that was to cover himself in feces? Yeah. And he forgot how much dogs, of course, love cow shit. Yeah, that's the, that's the other <laughs> point that I don't get it. I had no idea that fucking 
that was a delicacy amongst dogs was cow shit. What kind of a dog are we talking here? Chihuahua? Are we talking like a little teddy bear dog? Because last time I checked, if they're going to be eating shit, it's just a little nibble here, nibble there. They're not trying to bite off the flesh to get to that feces. Were they less domesticated at that time? Sounds like it, dude. Yeah, I would imagine so. But I mean, even if you're not domesticated, I mean, do animals in the wild eat shit all the time? I don't get the connection here between covering yourself in feces. It's like, well, of course, you know, you're going to get eaten by dogs. That's what they love. <laughs> yes. I don't know. These are some nasty ass dogs, yo. You know, I don't, they maybe didn't eat him because of the shit, but just in spite of it, you know? Uh, okay. They just, it was just a dude. They were just hungry. But, okay. Actually, here we go. Justin, you can do this next one. According to Valerius Maximus, Aeschylus, an Athenian tragedian, was killed by a tortoise dropped by an eagle that had mistaken his bald head for a rock, suitable for shattering the shell of the reptile. He had been staying outdoors to avert a prophecy that he would be killed by the fall of a house. Wow. All right. Now, I'm a, okay, let's just say that this is true, because it's funny. It's, it's funny yeah. if, you, if we believe that it actually did happen. But I mean, I like how this one begins with according to Valerius. Yeah. All of these are like secondhand stories. Yeah, it's right. very gossipy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like according to Valerius Maximus and you know Valerius Maximus. Yeah. So, so well, take it with I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. But uh, you know what, though? When we had Stuart Huff on, we got into a discussion about crows, I think, because they were stealing shit from people that were walking out of Costco. Yeah. And he was telling us, like, apparently they're very smart. And he told some story about how these crows would grab nuts and then fly over to, like, a traffic light. And they would drop them because they knew that the cars would drive over them and crack them. So if that's true, I mean, if that's an actual thing, then I can see this. I guess this is something that eagles do. They'll drop hard shit on a rock to fucking crack it and be able to eat the insides, which is yeah, mind-blowing to me that they're that smart. Man. One more reason you should always wear a hat, right? I don't know that that would have really... I mean, you know, if a tortoise is coming down on you, I think you're still kind of fucked with the hat. W was the turtle okay? <laughs> was the turtle okay, guys? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It just cracked its shell, but I mean, the tortoise was okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it freed him from its shell. He was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just went and got another shell. Yeah, he just got a secondhand shell. <laughs> a friend of mine just told me this the other day that they were driving down the interstate and their back window just smashed, like out of nowhere, like somebody had thrown a rock or like shot it with a bullet. But there was no rock. There was no bullet. Turtle. No, but apparently what they told her at the the body shop is that apparently sometimes birds just drop rocks on cars. Have you guys oh, ever shit. heard of this before? No. Uh, me either. But apparently, according to them, that apparently it's not an uncommon thing. They see it enough at the body shop that birds just, they're like, fuck these goddamn cars. We're just going to drop rocks on them. Yeah, they're just little petty assholes, man. You know, I never trusted them to begin with. Yeah. Although, again, in full disclosure, my friend is Valerius Maximus. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. So you bald guys have to stick together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So this next one, Empedocles of Acragus was a pro-Socratic philosopher from Sicily who, in one of his surviving poems, declares himself to have become a, quote, divine being no longer mortal, unquote. According to Diogenes Lercius, he tried to prove he was an immortal god by leaping into Mount Etna 
an active volcano. So did he die? No. No, he's, <laughs> he's still in there. Kicked, just kicked a lot, so much more ass after that. <laughs> That's yeah, dude. Just getting started, you know. Yeah. That's what that movie Joe versus the volcano was about. That's right. So apparently they they had really good psychedelic drugs back then, right? Because I mean, this guy was either batshit or on something. Nah, dude, he was immortal, man. He was just he, he jumped into Mount Etna, and he liked it there so much that he never came out. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how uh, great the living is inside of a fucking volcano, man. That's the yeah. that's the story there. It was so good they had to name an insurance company after it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Mithridates, a Persian soldier who embarrassed his king Artaxerxes II by boasting of killing his rival slash brother, Cyrus I think that, the Younger. By the way, I think that's a fucking asshole move. If your name is Artaxerxes and you decide to name your child also Artaxerxes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, dude. It's like, come on, man. You grew up with that name and you know how it fucking Yeah, is. I was talking to your father. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking burden your child also with having to be Artaxerxes. Yeah, by uh, boasting of killing his rival slash brother, uh, Cyrus the Younger was executed by scaphism, an execution method where the victim is trapped between two boats and covered in milk and honey, allowing insects and vermin to eat them alive. Mithridates was said to have survived this torture for 17 days. Good lord. Man, he must have been a nasty-tasting dude, because fucking 17 days is a long time if you got milk and honey on you. Yeah. It just seems like incredibly... I mean, obviously it's incredibly fucked up, but how... How do the yeah. boats help? Do the boats give some extra benefit to this torture? I don't really see the need well, for that. Well, they're just like floating in water. Like, is that it? You know, I guess like, that's what I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with the boats. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's what the thing said, but yeah, I don't know where the boats really come into play. They could have just tied them up or something, you know, and done this. I don't yeah, know I mean, why. lower life form will eat you anywhere, probably not just between two boats. Yeah. It must have been some like naval contract situation, you know? Somebody had to a get union paid. thing, I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> yeah. a union thing. It was a, a no show boat job. Well, you know, there, one thing Persians are known for it's rugs. After that, creative boat torture. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I, can, I think that's basically what it is, man. It's like, all right, this is a very creative way of killing somebody. Why not just go all the way? Why fucking waste this on just tying this guy up to a pole? When we can make a whole fucking show of it. Like, it was probably the two boats were probably like cruise ships. And that was part of the fucking show that you got to see is die. <laughs> Look at this guy die for 17 days while he's being eaten by insects. Dinner and a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's part of the fucking selling point of people trying to get on these cruises between the two boats. All right. Ian, you can do this next little short one. All right. Agathosles. Nailed it. <laughs> a Greek tyrant of Syracuse was murdered by a poisoned toothpick. All right. Okay. I don't. I mean, I get. I don't, I'm surprised they had toothpicks back then, but I guess I, I shouldn't be. It's not like it's fucking high technology or some shit. Yeah, you see these people with the toothpicks just excessively using them way after the fact, after they've eaten. Fuck those people. So I think this is a uh, probably fitting for this gentleman. I, I had a I had a period of time there where I was big into just keeping toothpicks in my mouth because I just wanted to have something in my mouth, you know, like a, you know I can't have a cock in my mouth all the time, so I'll have a fucking little toothpick. And one time I did a open mic at the Laughing Skull, 
and I put the toothpick down on the stool and I forgot to pick it back up and then the host went up and saw it and they got grossed Gross. out. Gross. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. And I'm Bad like, form. I know, I know. I remember your little Razor Ramon period. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to be Razor Ramon, and then I did that. I'm like, oh, that is gross, man. I shouldn't have done that. I felt, I felt bad when uh, I never admitted to it, though. I never told them it was money, but but I felt bad, so I think that's good enough, right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you learned your lesson. Uh, it's a shame poor Agatha Cleese. Didn't... <laughs> Agatha yeah, Sleaze, true. Justin. <laughs> uh, all right, Justin, you can do this next one. Quinn Shi Huang, the first emperor of China, died after ingesting several pills of mercury in the belief it would grant him eternal life. Oh, dude. <sighs> hey, man, been there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't hate on you, bro. I've tried to grant myself eternal life with several shits. So, fun fact about mercury. They uh, recently discovered that if you give this to birds, it'll make them homosexual. Is that right? I mean, that's that's a fact, right, Ian? You wouldn't say this if it wasn't a fact. No, dude, it's from like a, one of those nature.com places or whatever. All right. Birds.net. And with, with <laughs> humans, it's just cocaine. Yeah, if you yeah. go to birds.net and enter in the promo code <laughs> Indecorous Podcast. <laughs> yeah. 2021 uh, summer, you'll get 10% off. Wouldn't that be great? I, w- I would love to hear that there was something that could make people gay and then you can just buy those things as a prank and then just <laughs> just fucking dilute it into your friend's drinks and now they're gay all of a sudden and they don't even know why. The U.S. <laughs> the U.S. government have definitely tested something for that effect. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it has According to, to Alex Jones, it's a fluoride. Fluoride's making frogs gay, I think. Is that what? It, okay, so we just need to fucking uh, weaponize yeah, this dude. fluoride into making uh, human beings gay as well. Well, that's why you got to buy a, a water filter with a fluoride attachment. <laughs> PatriotWaterFilter.com. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a liberal. Protect your butthole. <laughs> I know people will think like, oh, you're going too far by turning your friends gay. But I mean, listen, it's not like you're not paying for the class for them to just go back to straight. If I ever did do this prank, I would make sure that I enrolled them into a Christian make you straight again oh. course. <laughs> Pray away the gay kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those yeah. what are those con- things conversion called? Conversion therapy. Conversion, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, listen, dudes, I mean, it's all fun and games, but it's not like I, I, as soon as I turn you gay, I'm like, here, here's your, I enrolled you into a conversion therapy thing, so you'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be fine after you take the course. Uh, yeah, just take this denial class and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One ancient account of the death of Chrysippus, a third century BC Greek Stoic philosopher, tells that he died of laughter after he saw a donkey eating his figs. He told a slave to give the donkey neat wine to drink to wash them down with, and then, quote, having laughed too much, he died. See, this again, why I was apprehensive about coming back to comedy is because I don't want to be responsible for deaths. Of- because when you kill, you literally kill. Yeah. Every person in the audience when I do stand up is a potential Chrysippus. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and say this guy had a shit sense of humor that just his donkey eating figs was the funniest thing in the world and it literally killed him. Yeah. Where is that guy, the open mics I used to do? I mean, come on. Yeah. 
<laughs> he died laughing at his own joke is the best part of this. Yeah. Yeah. He died of laughter after he saw a donkey eating his figs. He told a slave to give the donkey neat wine to drink to wash them down with. That's his own bit, man. <laughs> that's and right. And then he laughed so much, he fucking... That's that's your closer, dude. Like You nailed it, though, <laughs> man, because that is absolute... Like, and actually, it's one of the things that annoys me the most. Like, the least funny people are the ones that laugh the hardest at their own jokes. And it's almost like they don't realize how not funny they are because they can't hear that nobody else is laughing but themselves. Yep. And this guy just took it to an extreme. I'm going to go ahead and say that his slave rightfully killed him and was like, nah, man, the laughter killed him, uh, and I'm free now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This slave I'm- was like, if I hear one more of these fucking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this last one. The deacon St. Lawrence was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of Valyrian. Is this Game of Thrones? Is this a real thing? Oh, totally. Is. Yeah, Valyrian steel. Prudentius tells that he joked with his tormentors, quote, turn me over, I'm done on this side. <laughs> All right, I like, I like this guy. I like he's got a sense of humor even though he's being even tortured. In death. He is now the patron saint of cooks. Oh, well, that's funny. Cooks, chefs, and comedians. Oh, look at that. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, I can dig it. I mean, you're fucking getting roasted. Well, literally roasted. I wonder if this is yeah. where fucking the whole uh, comedy Roasting roast comics, came from. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Again, I got to say rest in peace to a real one, dude. That's right, you know? dude. You got a props. <laughs> yeah, dude. Deacon St. Lawrence, you're my kind of guy. Wish I could buy you a beer. All right, guys, we are moving on to our last segment of the night. This is Indecorous Laws. We are doing Massachusetts this week. Every week or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. And then, Bobby, you can do the first one. You can't give alcohol to a hospital patient if they've been hospitalized for something alcohol-related unless it's been prescribed by a doctor. Same thing goes for narcotics. Whoever is caught in the possession of alcohol or narcotics within the precincts of a hospital with the intention of delivering them will be guilty of a crime. Yeah, I saw that on, uh, well, obviously when I was looking shit up, but what it reminded me of is, I don't know if they did this in every state, I imagine they did, but in North Carolina, at least, when everything was getting shut down and it was like, we're only keeping essential businesses open, they kept the liquor stores open. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck? That's an essential thing? And apparently, I mean, it is because some people are so addicted to alcohol that if you just deny them alcohol, they'll die. Yeah, it's like one of the few drugs that the withdrawal can kill you. Exactly. So that is a thing because it sounds funny. It's like, yeah, obviously, if you're in there for alcohol related purposes, of course, you can't give them alcohol. But no, sometimes you do have to actually the doctor's going to be like, if we don't feed this guy some alcohol, then uh, he's going to die. But I guess if it's mild enough, you can't just show up there with a six-pack and be like, here, bro, I brought you something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out of that bed, pussy. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, man. Dude, if you're like an alcoholic and, you know, you're in an accident, you're in the hospital, they have to, like, give you alcohol. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I just have to ask, I mean, is this a problem where there's a, a real use case where people are showing up with heroin syringes for grandma or six-pack <laughs> for their dad on the rig whenever they're in the hospital. You know, it sounds ridiculous, but dude, man, you know how rednecks are, man. They're probably like, ah, you know, Uncle Barry's in the fucking hospital. Bring a keg. He's going to go see him. and fucking... I get, But I guess the, the workaround of this is like, you can't be caught in possession of alcohol or narcotics in the hospital with the intention of delivering them. So if you did get caught, you'd be like, nah, nah, that's just for me. 
Yeah, I, just, oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to give him any. I'm... Dude, I'm just here to party, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's right. This is how I do I got to go into surgery. <laughs> yeah, right, What man. better use for cocaine than, like, visiting elderly people in a nursing home? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's going to talk to you no matter what you have to say just for hours? All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, a fortune teller must live in Massachusetts for at least one year in order to apply for a license. Okay, so I'm, I'm learning something new here. So apparently there's licensed fortune tellers and unlicensed fortune tellers. That's what, yeah, that's news to me too, dude. Apparently you got to apply for a license to be a fortune teller, which I have no idea what the requirements would be to be actually passed. $4,700. Yeah, that's right. Just the money. <laughs> yeah. You got Salem in Massachusetts, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people just flying into town being like, guess what? I'm a witch. I'm going to tell you some stuff. And they're like, we got to have some regulations here. It's insane. A lot of bohemian types coming yeah. into town trying to rip people off. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point because i forgot about that because it actually does make sense if any state in the country is going to have the leverage to convince somebody to get a license it would be the one that's like well you can get this license or burn to death so you know it's on you if you want yeah, yeah, to yeah. drown because uh, she's not a witch she'll float but you know, whatever yeah, they did. Right. <laughs> you should die a good Christian death otherwise. You either get a license or take your chances is the way it works. And you got to live in Massachusetts working a straight job for a year. <laughs> and, and to our friends in Massachusetts, please, you know, go to the reputable fortune tellers. Yes. Right. <laughs> Make sure they have the rating from the health department on the wall. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, don't go to some fortune telling chain. They don't care about you. Go to some <laughs> yeah, local. Yeah, go to the mom and pop fortune teller places. Don't get them through Amazon. They don't. Yeah, they don't care about your future. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of Salem, here you go, Justin. You can do that next one. In Salem, Massachusetts, it's illegal for a married couple to sleep nude in a rented room. Yeah, so I guess you gotta fuck with some clothes on, apparently, if you're renting a room in, Dude, in Salem. if you're down here at the hourly inn, <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking to have a good time, you better not be married. Yeah, I, <laughs> but you know what, I guess nude just means every single piece of clothing is off, right? So you can like, keep like one sock on, right? Wouldn't that still be considered? Oh, I'm, I'm keeping my socks on, you know. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, if you're in a hotel, you should. So that's, that's the Max Hardcore hack, basically. Max Hardcore yeah. is the 1990s porn star that famously fucked in black socks in every scene. And a hat, I believe, too. Yes. It's called style. It's called seducing the ladies is what it is. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Gun ranges are not allowed to use targets that are shaped like humans. Uh, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're just like, they have that uh, view of, uh, well, if you have a human shape on the target, then that might give somebody some ideas. My dad hunts, and let me tell you, 9-11 really did wonders for the Osama bin Laden gun target industry. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They, somebody made millions. Like, dude, that shit must have went on sale the next day. Oh, dude. Yeah. So the ranges can sell these targets, but you can't use them on their property. Yeah, they can't have them. I mean, I've never been to a gun range, but you have targets that you shoot up, obviously. 
but it's actually, it, it can't be like a silhouette of a human being. It's got to be just like, I don't know, circles. That's why all the cops are bad shots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. In Massachusetts, yeah. at least. They just, yeah, at least in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Just awful shots. That's why they got to fire like 41 rounds, you know? That's the, yes. to make sure you hit your target because you're not allowed to train properly. It's like you're not shaped like a circle. I don't know where to shoot. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This guy's got shoot all, all kinds of wobbly things hanging off him. What's going on here? <laughs> this is an irregular shape. I don't know how to do it at this point. All right, I'll do this last one. The national anthem should only be sang as a whole and separate composition or number without embellishment or addition in the way of national or other melodies. Whoever plays, sings, or renders the Star Spangled Banner in any public place as dance music, as an exit <laughs> march, or as a part of a medley of any kind shall be punished by a fine of up to $100. Oh, so th these are those singers that do that terrible shit where they jack off on their vocal cords and make a note go, uh, Oh, that's a great point, man. Yeah, I wonder fuck if that... those people. Yeah. Or so... It also says that everyone has to stand still, basically. It can't be used as dance music or a march, right. or you can't remix it into right. another song. Right. You can't get DJ Khaled on this shit. Hey, no twerking to the national anthem, all right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think if you can successfully make this into dance music, it's worth paying the $100. I, yeah, no, I, I'm... Cost I'm, of doing business, you know? I don't really care about any, like, you know, fucking... Turn, well, I, I will say there are certain genres that get on my nerves, so I probably would be against... You can't turn it into reggaeton or whatever the fuck else. <laughs> that would, I, I would be against. But we can all agree the Star Spangled Banner itself does not slap. No, no, it's not a, <laughs> yeah, it's not a banger. It's definitely not a banger. But I am curious, though, from what, like, Ian said, because they all, well, not all of them, but you hear these people singing them at the beginning of ball games or, or, you know, whatever sports event, and they just fucking elongate the rocket's red glare or whatever yeah. the fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, does that count as... I sure hope so. They you know, really and, try and show off on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then there'll be a video of someone mocking someone doing it, and they're like, because they're, they're just switching between, like, three keys or more because they're just singing a cappella with no backing track for reference i'd like to see this is a i actually oh my god this had to have been ages ago because there's a david spade joke from like the early 90s or maybe mid 90s about how it's funny when bands go to whatever town doing a show and they just insert the name of the town or the state that they're in and people just go fucking wild yeah i love that shit dude i eat it up man yeah right <laughs> it's like you're seeing the eagles and they're like welcome to the hotel Arizona, and they're like, "Oh my God, that's the state that we're in." And shit, and people, oh man, I go bananas, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is the greatest night of my life. That's where yeah. we are right now. I, oh I would like God. to see that though in like a city it doesn't work in, like you know, Hotel Boise or something. <laughs> I actually saw, of, of all people, I saw the Strokes did that because I've seen the Strokes several times, and I saw them in North Carolina once, and they have a song. I I think it's "Take It or Leave It," and there's a line there that says born in carolina but when they did charlotte they changed it to born in north carolina and i yeah i just huh. like you said justin i just fucking just my pants i would have gone bananas dude i would have fought somebody <laughs> out of pure excitement well, <laughs> someone who's also having a good time at that show <laughs> are you from south carolina originally 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. So it's pretty sure they just as easily, whenever they just went across the border, switched it to South Carolina. And I would have punched somebody in the goddamn face. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. South Carolina. They said it in the song. They said it. That's where we are. They know us. They would never change it, too. They probably say that everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the podcast. Justin, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Really appreciate you making the time, dude. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Yeah, thanks, dude. Oh, man, I really, you know, super busy, but um, you know, <laughs> squeezed in. You know, Carlos said he was desperate. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, listen, man, I know you got a lot of shit, man, but please, please. You made him cry and grovel. And then he was like, no, and then it was like $10,000, and he was like, all right. All right, we'll do it. I'll give you 50% discount on my usual appearance fee, so I appreciate <laughs> that, Justin. Yeah, well, I just hope my manager doesn't hear this and yeah, start right. asking for a larger cut. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was super fun. I Absolutely. feel like, you know, we all learned something. Yes, and we all absolutely. grew, and I realized that yes. Bobby's not such a bad guy after all. Oh, wow. This is like a <laughs> full turnaround, like the third act. I was not expecting this from the third act, but got him fooled. reconciliation. Justin, you got anything you want to plug before uh, we let you go, man? Like social media or anything? I what got a your... birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm, on, I'm probably going to change it because my Twitter and Instagram handle are, aren't the same, and it annoys me. Uh, on instagram i'm tom so justin so it's just my last name without the n and then justin and if you find Mm -hmm. me on there dude fuck it i'll follow you back man whatever i got nothing to lose yeah dude all right thanks guys yeah thank you brother take care my friend hi bobby you are not doing any last words you've expressed that you are very much against last words. It was part of my contract renewal. I thought we weren't going to talk about Well, we have to do a contract renegotiation about that because your agent hit up our agent and uh, so we've established that so i must have missed this when i was going i, I didn't catch this dude whole thing. it was yeah i know you don't listen to the podcast uh, Ian, but it was well, a big especially the only episodes i guess but yeah it's very very controversial so we had a big fallout oh it was rough it was very rough i mean it was touch and go there for a long time but so we've established that Bobby doesn't have any last words but how about you ian do you have any I, last I was words? flying dildo drones in protest <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that Bobby doesn't have any last words. But as soon as I ask the next person if they have any last words, <laughs> Bobby chimes in yeah. with last yeah, yeah. words. I don't have last words. I have final interruptions. But yes, final right. interruptions. Any final interruption, Bobby? Got to clarify that one. <laughs> so I guess uh, today I learned that Make-A-Wish is now only granting wishes to fully vaccinated kids. How about them apples, boys? Is that right? That is right, because they're on team science. They're like, fuck you little anti-vax idiots. You don't get a fucking dying wish. <laughs> okay, so because it's you, Ian, we got to ask what the source of this is. It was... The onion? Dude, the source is always fucking Reddit. I mean, holy shit. All right, okay, so, it, so it's got to be legit then. I mean, I, I, I think it was actually on a Today I Learned sub, so it probably is legit. But um, it's, it seems like it's on brand because they do seem to be a pretty reputable organization. And there's a lot of little kids that are going to die an easily preventable death because they're too stupid to take a vaccine. So these guys are like, yeah, fuck these kids. Okay. Let these gimpy little fucking kids get out of here. 
without meeting their favorite sea level celebrity or whatever. Well, I heard from Valerius Maximus. That <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good callback, man. I couldn't remember the guy's first name. I knew it was Maximus something. Oh, I, I was taking a moment and ignoring what Ian had to say. While <laughs> Just looking up. Furiously lo- looking it up yeah, real quick in my notes. Well, so that is fucked up. Uh, I mean, and even if it's not true, at the very least, you guys are getting a sneak preview of the correction that we'll make next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, fact check this motherfucker, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's legit. Because it does seem fucked up because if anybody does have any kind of grounds to not get the vaccine, it's people that already previously have underlying conditions that might be affected by the fact that they're getting a vaccine. So it seems yeah. like a harsh punishment for somebody who's like, oh, you got fucking leukemia? Sorry, bro. I don't yeah. care that your defenses are down. You should have taken that vaccine. No, no uh, <laughs> last wish for you or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Make a wish. Stop being such a jerk, six-year-old. <laughs> yes, right. And, and the one thing I'll point out about people that are on team anti-science, if you look at the Republican National Convention over the years, their keynote speaker was like Scott Bayo. So they're not exactly pulling the top-tier A-list celebrities. So I think for all these anti-vaxxer Republican types... Their dying wish, I mean, they can just get Scott Bayo on Cameo for like 20 bucks anyway. Yeah, I, I do love every campaign season where it's just like, it's just all of these musicians issuing cease and desist after cease and desist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> every time. Every fucking time, yeah. I think at this point, it's got to be like the whoever the Republican candidate is or whoever's running their campaign, they know. They have to know. They unless yeah. they're completely stupid that... Whatever song they play, it's going to be followed by a season desist. Cause they're, oh, unless yeah. they're playing like Ted Nugent. Yeah, I was going to say, how have they not like teamed up with him and tried to like, he can squeeze a comeback out of it and sell a few yeah. tickets? Something. Yeah. I mean, I guess Cat Scratch Fever is not a good campaign song, but <laughs> if he writes like a patriotic <laughs> song, it'll be played in every fucking Republican convention for the rest of history oh, yeah. and not have to worry about season desists. So that is the podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the podcast, that's what you can do. You can tell your friends that you enjoy this podcast and then ask them to listen to it as well because maybe they'll like it. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can support us on Patreon at themshits.com or patreon.com slash comedy. Either way, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Or just to get a drone right in decorous comedy. On, on, a, a, dildo, on a dildo, yes. Fly it around. Fly it around your city. Interrupt campaign rallies. Do what you got to do. Spread the Every word. campaign. Yeah, good old-fashioned guerrilla market never hurt anybody. Find somebody, whoever's running for office at this point, just go and then just fly an indecorous comedy dildo. Show your true patriotism. Our fans don't have drone money. That shit would be on. It'd be, it would just be falling out of the sky on a paper airplane. Just fucking throw a dildo at somebody. That's all we need. Close enough. Walk your cat. Where are you hiding, monkeys?